Welcome back to This Week. The debate around Ireland's pandemic emergency measures was reignited this week following the publication of comments by Professor Martin Cormican. In October, he told a closed meeting of the Irish Society of Clinical Microbiology that the country's approach had been too dependent on fear and short-term data and basic freedoms were excessively limited. Ireland's COVID response is set to come under further scrutiny later this year as part of a government inquiry. Professor Hilary Humphreys, clinical microbiologist at the Royal College of Surgeons, joins me now. Uh, Professor, you, you... Welcome an inquiry, but you do have concerns about how it may go. What are those concerns? Well, I think we need an inquiry, and I'm glad there is, seems to be a consensus emerging about that. Secondly, I think we need to get on with it because time is moving on and memories uh, recede. And thirdly, I think we need an inquiry, which is what the name suggests, which is looking for information and above all, which is seeking for us all to learn from what happened, how we dealt with it, both the decisions that we think were correct and how those decisions were correct, but also maybe the decisions that had unintended consequences. What's the, the best approach? you think then in, in, in that inquiry? Well, you know, there's a there's an argument obviously for a, 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 an open public inquiry and there will be huge pressure for that. But there may also be an argument for an inquiry in which we give people the space, the time, the atmosphere that they can be confident in being open about their sharing their experiences. One of the difficulties about a, an open inquiry for many people will be they may be a bit intimidated. They may also feel uh, that their evidence may be used for scapegoating and uh, they may therefore be defensive in what they contribute to the inquiry. So however the inquiry is conducted and its terms and conditions, it must prioritise making sure that people are comfortable in being open and honest about sharing their experiences. So do you think it would need to be behind closed doors in order to put people at ease? I think there's an argument for that. I think uh, the public interest can be served by uh, entrusting to people, a group of people, a commission uh, with the necessary expertise and the skills uh, to do so who would have the uh, confidence of the people to do that. So these would be people obviously of integrity, people with expertise and people in whom we, we as the public would entrust our trust in them to carry out this inquiry and to make it easy for people to be open and honest in their contributions to that inquiry. The decisions that were made during the peak of the pandemic affected everybody, of course, and, and many people are still living with the impact of uh, of those decisions. Is, is transparency not the, the, the priority in this to ensure that everyone is clear about what happened and they get answers to the questions they may have? I agree. Transparency is is important, but I guess there's a balance here. And where, where do you get the balance in terms of making sure that in the uh, contributions you get to that inquiry, that they're open and and honest and people are comfortable in giving those. My concern would be that if it was a very adversarial or inquisitorial context that people would clam up and they might say, well, maybe the best thing I could say is to say nothing. And then, therefore then in that situation, the inquiry wouldn't actually fulfil its potential, which I think it has. It, it, if any significant mistakes were uncovered, say, would, would you think there would need to be accountability or does that need to be off the table in order for people to be able to tell the truth and, and, and be honest? I think we need to go into a no-blame no approach to this. We need to acknowledge that people often were under huge pressure. Uh, they were making decisions without information uh, and information we now have and in the vast majority of instances they made those decisions to the best of their ability and with the with the intention to improve the welfare of the public. So I think we, we really need to be very careful about uh, not putting people on the spot for what happened and the unintended consequences. Whatever the format, what, what would you consider to be a successful outcome from any inquiry? Well, I think first of all to learn the lessons from the pandemic of those things that for example we in retrospect might might feel we, we could have done better such as for example the closing of schools and I think people are acknowledging that we also need to I think look at things that went well such as the communications and also for example the fantastic cooperation between universities and the health service in terms of testing and, and all of that and I think that that partnership between the health service academia and indeed industry is really how we can uh, drive forward Slauncher Care to provide the kind of health service we all need It looks like it's going to be months before this gets under
underway and, and even longer before any kind of report or, or findings are, are published. What lessons can we learn now from the pandemic and implement? Well, I think, first of all, you know, that, it, that in, the, in the heat of a pandemic, it is very difficult to get perspective. And I think the second thing is that sometimes we do listen to need to alternative voices. And it's, it's the group think that I think can sometimes lead us astray. Uh, we all feel that, you know, what, what somebody we respect and admire is saying is probably right. But sometimes people who have an alternative view feel a bit intimidated. And so therefore, I think, you know, we need to make sure that in a crisis that we always try to stand back, even in, the, in that emergency situation, to get broader perspectives to see if there's something we're doing that maybe we might think or modulate. Professor Hilary Humphreys, clinical microbiologist at the Royal College of Surgeons. Thank you for joining us on this week.